welcome to day 115 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, Story of the Prophets, and of course we've been reading through the prophet Isaiah, and uh, what a wonderful tapestry of uh, ordinances of uh, and judgment or announcements of judgment, uh, but they're always highlighted. Every bit of judgment that God brings on Israel is to restore them and bring them to hope. And so you have beautiful pictures of hope. And of course, the prophets, and this pretty much is true for all the prophets, they have three major complaints as they execute God's case, you know, against Israel. Uh, One, you've allowed idolatries in the way of the world to slip into your lives and your moral will, you know, to the things of the world and to your idols than you are to me. You have been complacent. You've uh, lived your lives in a deeply selfish way and have not paid attention to the poor and to the marginalized and to the downtrodden, the widows and the orphans, the weakest of these. Matter of fact, uh, the way you live your life, you end up you know, exploiting them on many different cases. And then when you do come to the temple, you, you're really just going through the emotions. You've reduced it to a ritual in a hope of gaining a few favors from me, but not your worship is not an expression of a deep and lasting love for me. So when we come into chapter 58, you know, God talks about, you know, this is really what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a single day in which you celebrate a feast. I'm looking for a lifestyle that is that is colored by those feasts and colored by uh, who I am and what I am. That's a reflection of me. So we come to uh, Isaiah 58. I'm Paul here with Cindy and David and Matt. And as we continue our journey and come really toward the end of our readings in Isaiah, we're in the final section, which is uh, the restoration of the people after judgment. Uh, God continues to point out their inconsistencies, but continues to call them to the hope that is in Him. And He calls them not simply to receive His grace, but to live a life that is reflective of the grace that He has given them uh, and bring them back and restoring them. So we're Isaiah chapter 58. Before we read, we offer ourselves and we offer uh, the moment to the Lord. So Cindy, would you mind doing that for us? Sure. Father, we do thank you so much for this time in your word. Um, we thank you for what a gift it is to it to us. And Father, we just would ask that as we um, read these words, Father, that you would, uh, by your spirit, um, convict us of sin, Father, or encourage us or comfort us or all that we need to find in you that you will provide and uh, move us along in this. And we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Isaiah 58, shout it aloud and do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you've not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only one day for people to humble themselves? It is only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and acids. Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? 
Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer and you will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing of finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Here is Israel. Uh, going into the temple, and of course, this is why Isaiah opens his prophecy. What is all this trampling of my courts? You come in and out. You come in and out. You do your religious duty, and of course, you you feel like it's some kind of magic charm that if you just hold your mouth right and offer the right sacrifice and observe, you know, the right days, you know, that I'm going to bless whatever your desire is and whatever your plans are. And uh, you live to please yourselves rather than living to please the one who has created you and who has redeemed you and who is seeking your welfare you know, as, as, as your father. And, and so there's a real contrast between the empty fasting and the kind of fasting that the Lord, you know, desires, which is not a day, not a moment, not just a ritual, um, but a lifestyle. And, and it's largely seen here, you know, if we have the two great commands in the New Testament, love God with all of your heart and love your neighbor with yourself, it's largely seen here uh, to manifest our love for God, manifest ourself always in, in our love and concern for others. And, you find no more vivid passage of biblical justice or a social justice in, in all of Scripture than you find right here in God's requirement for a true fast. Mm-hmm. This passage actually reminds me of the gospel passages when Jesus is talking about, I, I think it's in the, the same passage where he talks about, depart from me, for I never knew you, because he's telling him, uh, or the people are telling him, well, when did we see you? naked or when did we see you um hungry or you know when did we see you in need and jesus says as much as you have done it to the least of these uh, so you've done it to me and i mean it it just echoes of that you know new testament passage to me when he's this is this is the real deal (laughs) right here no and that's and of course in that passage it's very stark because it is uh you know the 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 sheep and the goats those who are true to god and those are not true to god and, and those who are true who have who fed the hungry who have clothed uh, those that were naked who visited, those are in prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a very, you know, stark call. A lot of times we see, you know, salvation is an end in itself for our own welfare, but God has called us to be a people that reflect his heart and character for all people mm-hmm. in, in order to be a light to the nations. And that's exactly what Jesus means when he says, in that way people will see your good deeds and honor and glorify your Father in heaven because in us they see him. It is so interesting how... And I don't know why I'm always surprised by it, but just how relevant Isaiah's words are even for us now, written even so long ago. Even, you know, he talks about um, just that 
is this the kind of fast I've chosen only a day for people to humble themselves and how we're still fighting that even in our culture of, and even a lot of people we've talked to, you know, they grew up in homes where, you know, Sunday was really important to honor the Lord, but then throughout the rest of the week, they just saw, you know, the inconsistencies in their parents or, you know, who was raising them. And I even see that in my own life today. And, and, and yet Isaiah's calling us, no, it's not just about this one day where you do these God things. It's about, what God has done for you in Christ affecting your heart in such a way that every day you're living for him. And man, that know that Israel struggled with that. I find a little bit of assurance in that, like, okay, look, I'm still struggling with that. And, and yet it is just that really call, not just to look at other people and say, oh, I can see the inconsistencies in their life, mm-hmm. but to look at our own hearts and let the word look at us. And, and am I just kind of a one day guy or has Christ done such a work in me that, yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to live for him in the way of caring for the poor and feeding and and really loving the Lord in such a way that, as you said, Paul, it affects my love for my neighbor, neighbor and the outsider. Well, it's part of letting God's word not, not just hear it, but shape who we are. I mean, he mm-hmm. says in verse two, for day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. It's like they... they seem eager to see, you know, they seem eager to hear from me and yet they don't obey me. They don't actually hear me. And I mean, James, right. When he talks about hearing God's word, it's like the man who looks in a mirror and then walks away mm-hmm. and forgets what he's like. And, and we know the feeling because time after time we hear God's word, we, we, we know the gospel and yet we forget it. Or we just live in rebellion to what God, how God has called us to live. And, and I mean, this is the same critique that Jesus gives, you know, these people, they worship me with their lips and yet their hearts are far from me. That, that we can go about this empty religious activity and and yet even more indicting i guess you could say it's not just that they were seeking to be a people of justice or to be god's people but in their empty worship there are people of injustice and a people of mm-hmm. oppression yeah such an interesting phrase in the beginning you know in the, uh, the middle of verse nine if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves mm-hmm. on behalf of the hungry, not just simply, you know, offer a token effort here and there to acknowledge the hungry and, you know, kind of have a, you know, nice little holier than thou attitude because of your mercy gifts or whatever it is, but spend yourself and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and you'll become, and your night will become like the noonday. And, and of course, that's you know the picture of both our witness in the world, but also the light we receive as we follow Christ, and a part of it. Uh, but uh, even even on our very best days, I don't know many of us who have spent ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, on the behalf of the hungry. Uh, we've possibly you know had a few ventures into you know poverty and a few token efforts you know around the fringes. But he's calling for a deep you know commitment to God that. Uh, raises in us, you know, a deep, you know, compassion for one another. I think our friend, you know, Jonathan Dotson talks about three conversions. Uh, we're converted to Christ uh, in a deep love for him. We're converted to his church in a deep love for one another. But then we're converted to the world with a deep compassion and grace to see, uh, you know, all of these boundaries and all of these things healed and restored for the sake of the gospel that people might, you know, come to know him. Mm-hmm. And it's in that approach that's not just in my my walk with the Lord isn't just idle words. He talks about then you will find your joy in the Lord in taking on 
the fullness of what the word has called us to be as a people of light, living for others. That's where we find our joy in the Lord is in walking with him and obeying him and, and delighting in him. So wondering if where's our joy might be because we're not doing those things. No, it's in you, you have the first part of it. He calls us away from observing a day. Then to the last part, he calls us back to observing the day mm-hmm. and he calls us to the day in a very different way to delight in it. And, uh, you know, there's a really deep, you know, question for us there. Are we just simply doing our religious duty and, and our hearts are growing cold? Are we actually delighting in the Lord through his word, through gathering with his people, through the means of grace? And uh, a lot of that will tell you about the condition of your heart and the hardness of your heart. Is it a joy and a delight or is it a duty mm-hmm. and, and a drudgery? And um, one of the things we ask the Lord to do, of course, is restore us and the delight and stir our affections, you know, toward him. David, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, that's what we ask, that you would do the deep work that only you can do in our hearts um, of giving us joy, causing us to delight as we look on Christ. May that do a deep work in our lives. May that change us. May we be a people that do spend ourselves, not just on ourselves, but goodness. Maybe spend ourselves for the sake of others especially the poor, the marginalized, the downtrodden. May we, may we give to them in the hopes of seeing many, um, many come to Christ. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Amen.